week. No, we are. Here we are. <laughs> this is it. It's done. This is it. Can you see it all? There yes. ain't nothing left. Yes. It's uh, Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Yes. Woohoo! Happy. Yeah. And, and look, thank you for. Uh, you know, today we we celebrate and honor all those men and women and families yes, thank you. who um, paid the the ultimate price um, so that we could be in this country. Yeah. Uh, with all the warts that this country has, you know, there have right. been warriors who've stood in the gap to give us this amazing freedom. We honor you, um, and, we, and, we, and we do. Uh, can I encourage you, church, take time tomorrow, not just to celebrate with friends and family, but to take a moment and to remember and to thank God uh, and pray. Um, that uh, pray for those families. Yeah, and so, cherish, cherish, yeah. cherish, 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 cherish this freedom. So as you can tell, this is our last Sunday <laughs> in this studio. Yes. And we just wanted to um, bring you up to speed real quick on a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, well let's welcome, welcome guests. Welcome, welcome guests first. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I guess say, look, if you are uh, first time here today, uh, man, thank you for joining us on our last day in studio. Um, and we, we really appreciate you spending time with us, especially on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we, look, we want to get to know you. We hope you want to, uh, we'll, we'll take a chance to get to know us a little bit more. You can, uh, check out, uh, the Linktree app, uh, there, um, on all the formats and it'll let you know a little bit more about who we are. Let us know who you are and thank you for joining us today. Yeah. And we're excited because we believe that with the opening of the, our welcome home Sunday next week. That uh, that we're, we're we've we've created a place for guests to be able to yeah, come. Yeah, and we're gonna get to see a lot of new faces and um, guests become family there. So we just wanted to now we're gonna give you a couple of details. Um, Not excited at all, at all. <laughs> Not excited at all. Uh, next Sunday, June sixth, will be our first time back in physical church. Yes. And uh, for those of you who don't know, our church has undergone a huge renovation. Uh, while we've been having church online and it's a transformation it's not even a renovation yeah it truly is a transformation and so there's a couple of things that we want to let you know all the doors open at 10 a.m. service is at 11 but the doors open at 10 I promise you're gonna want to be there early to just yeah. experience all of it from some of you don't even know how the front of it looks the outside space that we've added I don't even want to give so but um, what we want we wanted to do too is that even if you're not a parent we want you to be able to see all of the areas um, because with uh, our security measures and such, we're not you're not going to just be able to see that normally on right. every Sunday. Right. So this Sunday from 10 to 10.30, the new hallway that's part of the kids' wing is going to be open so everyone, especially parents, but everyone can go down that hallway and look into the classrooms. We're not going to have the classrooms open. You can't go open. into the classrooms because of safety protocols at the moment. But the doors are going to be closed and they're all glass. So you can see into everything. So you can see where the kiddos are going to be. But you can also, even if you don't have kids, you can see that area used to be our cafe. And I guarantee you that you're going to keep saying, how did they fit all uh, of these things? Crazy. And it's like, I literally think Jesus just expanded this footprint somehow. But you're going to get to see like, oh my gosh, that's where I used to sit. Or yep. that's where the cafe bar was. Or how... How are there two kids' rooms here or whatever? So you're also going to be able to see the new parenting hallway that has a nursing mom's and parenting room wing on that side. Amazing. So just take time to get there at, at 10 um, and make your way around the building. And then at 10.30, we're going to close that access. So thank you, by the way, to our teachers. Yeah. Our teachers rearranged so that for the next two weeks we can do that um, because normally, again, that door would be, you know, 
closed off for security reasons. So this week and next week, thank you guys for showing up a little bit early to, yes, to make all, all that uh, available to our church. So, and then the, the other thing I wanted to let you know is um, if you really can make a point to tune into social media for the church this week, um, and by the way, we do know that it's right now, for, for the moment, we are doing tickets, um, and we know that this Sunday we don't have tickets available, but you can sign up through the links that are yeah. provided and be a part of next uh, the following Sunday and the Sundays right. after that. And put your name on the waiting list even for this coming yeah. Sunday because we know there, yes. there have been people that have... Uh, you know, Switched bought tickets, tickets for ten friends who couldn't yeah. make it and, and, and things are opening up. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say about social media is that um, sometimes when you, you know, walk through a new place, you're just kind of overwhelmed by everything and you don't always hone in on certain things, but they have a purpose to them. And, you know, me, there's always a why behind everything. So on social media this week, we're going to highlight some of the things that we've done to the building, some things you can't see, some things you can see, like the purpose of some of the art that is behind some of the artists, um, some of the features of just the different spaces, yeah, and totally. again, the purpose. Uh, we always talk about like, you know, walls are, are prime real estate to speak to people's hearts and spirits. So we took advantage of that, and we hope that everyone sees a little piece of themselves throughout the church. 100%. So we're gonna bring a little bit more attention to the why and the what, so that when you walk through, you can be like, oh, I remember that. They, they said that you know, on Thursday Post, and there it is, or whatever, so. Yeah, and, and guys, look, um, as, we, as, we, uh, as we relaunch uh, into this, into this next season, we're, we're going to take this uh, a little, we're going to take this slow, slower. So when we, kind of when we, um, for, for the first couple of, of services, and as we move forward, uh, you know, when you come in, it's, it's, we, we have created a service that uh, is going to help people re-engage all the way around. Um, and so, you know, you know if, you, if you've come to Connect before, we, we usually have full worship sets and all of those things. And for the first uh, while, as we re-enter into this in our, in our re-engagement plan, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to have one worship song. Um, and and it's it, there's for it's for a multitude of reasons. First of all, our worship team hasn't been together for a year and a half. Um, we have but, such but, an influx of no, and new, new people well. and all these things. And and look, people, uh, we we still are wearing masks um, for 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 right now, and we will continue to reevaluate that as we move forward and how that works out. Um, but look, the reason we want to make sure that we do all that is to make sure that everyone who comes, everyone who comes. Uh, can feel comfortable. Everyone who comes can have time to build community, mm -hmm. to actually take right. the time out, not just to show up at a service, right. not just to see a new building, but actually to begin to build a community that God wants to work through in our community. Um, and so that's what that's what you're going to see. This kind of re-entry mm -hmm. uh, of of everything in every way. Um, and we're going to walk this through. Dee and I are going to walk this through with you uh, over the next, uh, a, a, in this next season as the months progress. So I can't wait. I know. It, it is true because you forget, you know, like the teachers were pe are people. They want right. to be able to talk with you. You want to be able to talk with them. Worship team, people. Correct. They want to be able to talk to you. You want to be able to talk to them. Um, and again, it's also a reflection of the influx of um, the new breath that is in the church. Um, and so even worship, you know, That's right. new, new worship, new music and it, all of that. People haven't li listened. If you haven't list started listening to the 
wor- playlist that came out this playlist past week. Wor- for worship. Worship for the next couple yeah. of months. It's unreal. I mean, we've had it on all the time. All the time. So, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's good. It's good. It's good. No, 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 I'm just excited. I'm excited I for know, all of us. Thing. So, um, church, we are excited to have uh, be back in person, and we realize that some people may not feel comfortable with that yet. That's okay. Yeah. We're, we're we're still gonna be live streaming. We're still gonna be uh, making sure that we have that same excellence and that same influence. Uh, that we've had through this whole time, um, because like it, like we said, just like with in-person service, we want to make sure that we can continue to make people feel comfortable where they are in this journey through this pandemic time, and uh, it doesn't it hasn't stopped. So we're we're in the middle of it. So hey, one of the things we want to do before we get into the word today um, is we wanted to take communion. Um, you know, right before we got on, I, I, we were praying, and, and the thing that God just laid on my heart is, He who began a good work in you mm. will be faithful to complete it. Yes. And there's hills and valleys and th- through all of it, but He's faithful to complete it. And at times, uh, we can forget that. At times, we, that can become blurry in our sight just because of cumulative grief, compounded weariness, mm-hmm. uh, fatigue, all of the things that we've gone through. Um, but the cross reminds us, he who began the work, he who began the work in Genesis 1 will bring it on to completion. And he did when he said, it is finished. Um, my God is a faithful God. And no matter what he has to do to get to you, he will. Um, he will do everything in his power to actually break down every wall, uh, shatter every lie, to expose every bit of darkness so that you and I can experience his grace and love. And the cross reminds us of that. He who began the good work. So today, that's what we want to celebrate. You know, the the Bible says that when we take communion, we should remember him. It's not just uh, an intellectual exercise. It's actually a moment of, of spiritual encounter with him. And we experience that in multiple forms. But on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take it and eat it. And when you do, remember me. Remember, remember, remember me. It's not just a a remembrance that he did something. It's a remember of what he is doing, what he did, what it means. That his perfect body was broken so that our imperfect bodies could be made whole again. Uh, whether it's on this side of the veil or the other, my God, he who began the good work is faithful to complete it. There's healing and wholeness and peace through Jesus Christ. By his stripes you are healed today by the name of Jesus. It is a promise of our King. So as you eat this, remember, speak those things over your spirit today. He is the bread of life that brings life. This, my friends, is the broken body of Jesus that brings health to those of us who are broken. Eat it now. Proclaim that truth in your life. Mm. Hallelujah. Likewise, the Bible says when he was done dinner, he took a cup filled with what uh, filled with wine, and he said, "This is the cup of the new covenant of my blood. Drink it for the forgiveness of your sins." My friends, this is a new covenant. We cannot ever, ever, ever get to God by our own work. We can't cover up our own sins. We can't get forgiveness 
through any other way but the blood of Jesus Christ. I grew up on a song, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of Jesus. Today, that's what we proclaim. That's what we have to remember, that every sin you've ever committed, no matter how small or how huge, forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Every, every uh, unholy act, every unholy thought, every unholy intention of your, of your heart is covered by the blood of Jesus. And when we drink this, we enter into a new day in a new relationship with Jesus. That's what this cup holds. It is not by works. It is by his work alone, through Christ alone. That's it. This is the, the cup of the new covenant. Take it and drink it. And when you do, proclaim that everything that once separated from you from God is gone. And you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for that picture of who you are. That, yes, Lord. That, that you are thick enough to cover over some of the worst scarring, the mm. darkest sin, the deepest fallings, failures, and wounds. I thank you that you're thick enough to cover fully. Yes. There's none of me that seeps through yes. that surface, God, that you cover fully. And you, you go deep and you go wide, God. And I thank you for the beauty of your forgiveness. And mm. I thank you for the beauty and the holiness of your salvation. Yes. And I pray, Father, that your word goes forth today with power, with conviction, with mm. truth, and with victory in Jesus' name. Amen. I, you start praying. I was like, deep and wide. Oh, my deep gosh. Deep and wide. Sorry. That's old, <laughs> that's old school kumbaya uh, Jesus. Anybody that's wondering what's happening. Yeah, what's happening? That my, past, my past is coming. There was, there was a crumb that fell off of the piano. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the body of Jesus me? touched the floor. And I am literally having to realize. I know there are people <laughs> that understand this. Right? Like, all I are. can think of is, oh, my gosh. And you know, it's funny, it's that it's so, it's so beautiful that God can teach us that something is holy, even when it's like something that you would have for lunch. Oh, yeah. Totally. Right? Like the pita and the cracker, whatever you're having, you know, it's something that we we can treat as very common. common. But when we have a moment with God, he makes everything that more holy, that more beautiful, that more intimate. Um, but yes, there was a part of me that if anybody saw that crumb fall, you know... Yeah, you know, there, there's just people that understand you were you were helping panic. Louis take communion, <laughs> our dog. Um, no, it's a perfect example, D. I think too of uh, it's us, right? Yes. Co some of common, some of the broken, yes. some of the right, and he just Completely. when he comes into the picture, it makes it holy. So, hey guys, we, we wanna we're gonna we're gonna I, I'm actually gonna share this morning a lot. I just feel like I have something in my spirit this morning as we complete uh, this whole thing on Genesis 26. So. Since you have your Bible, open to Genesis 26. We've been in Genesis 26 for a couple weeks talking about how Isaac yeah. has journeyed through this kind of famine time, famine to famine time that we kind of feel like we as a, a society have been in. Um, and if, if, you need, if you need a title for this, the, 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 this morning, it's Don't Shut It Down. Don't Shut It Down. And, you know, Dee and I were talking, you know, the truth is, like, I grew up in an athletic world. I grew up in a very athletic home. 
And in athletics, when things aren't going well sometimes, uh, when, when, like, you know, or an athlete's banged up a little bit or a pitcher isn't, doesn't have it that day, right. you, you look at, and you go, yeah, shut it down, right? You're just like, yeah, 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 it's not going the way you want it to go. Right. Shut, shut it down. And, and I get that in, in athletics, but, mm-hmm. but, but in, the, in the natural, when things aren't going well, mm-hmm. in yeah. the natural, when things aren't going well, our natural tendency sometimes is to be like, just shut it down. Absolutely. Right? It, it, it's kind of not working out the way that I'd planned. It's, 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 it's kind of costing me more. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling the, the ache and yes. pain in this a little bit yeah. more than I want to, so right. shut it down. It's natural. But, but, but here's the thing. As men and women of faith, we're not called to live in a natural response. We are supernatural men and women who have been saved by the grace of Jesus Christ that we just celebrated so that we can actually live in faith. Not just live according to belief, live according to a better lifestyle or a different code of ethic. You know, the truth is that the righteous shall live by faith, the Bible says. That's what Jesus has invited us into. That means even when we're nicked up, even when we're facing more pain than we like, even when things aren't working out the way that we thought that they would work out. We, 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 we are called to live by faith. We talked last week about how Isaac called the wells by the name the father had called them, right? Yeah. And, and, and we were encouraging you to start calling things uh, in your life the way that the father calls them. And, and we've gotten such good reports this week mm-hmm. about people who have started to do that and, 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 and were reminded of that and how that actually brought breakthrough. But, but, but now, let, let me just encourage you that we have to allow our life to be defined and refined by the calling of God, by God's calling in our life that we see through his word. Because each and every one of us, it's not just D and I that are called. Each and every one right. of us are called, anointed. Each yeah. one of us are chosen. We, we talked uh, last week in Forge that Peter, Peter right, reminds us we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God so that we can declare his praises. Like, that's who we are. So, yup, I get it. In the natural, as, we come, as we're still in the middle of everything, in the natural, when things aren't working out, in the natural, we want to shut it down. Right. And we want to get smaller. But, but can I encourage you, church, this, I believe, is a prophetic word. We took this journey uh, with Isaac to get to this final mm-hmm. well. This final well. This final well. It's so crazy because we didn't purpose to do that. We didn't, it's right? Like, I, mean, I, I mean, this is the last thing probably I would have even thought about. But so I just, I, I put that out because I really feel like God planted that in us for people. Hundred percent. Right? Not just for we, church, but we didn't, for people. Yeah, we didn't sit back like yeah. like months ago. And you know what? Yeah. Well, last Sunday we're in studio. I would have appreciated that. I know. It if great. God would have shown us like a <laughs> way it works. to share with, with on the next three months, but He just knew where people were going to be, and He Correct. knew what people were going to need inside their own lives and their spirits. And absolutely, and it's navigating. What we what we've tried to teach over the last couple of weeks is how to navigate through this time, right. because this won't be the last time. Right. I, I need you to hear me say something. This time, we still need to navigate through. But this time won't be the last time. So we have to learn how to navigate these things now. This, this is what it says. We're going to read verse 19, 22. It says, But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley, in the valley, underlined valley, and found there a well of spring water, of fresh water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, That water's ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, which, because they contended with him. Mm-hmm. 
Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also, so he called it Sitna. And he moved from there and dug yet another well. Underline that, he dug, he dug yet another well. And look, he didn't, it didn't just go, hey, he went from one wawa to the other wawa to another. Right. He's digging wells in the <laughs> desert. He dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called it Rehoboth, meaning, saying, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Come on, my friends, we can't shut down. Why? Because there's a third well. There's a third well that God has for us. There's a third well of living in the Holy Spirit. There's a third well of relationship with God, a deeper walk in holiness. There's a third well of understanding, calling, and anointing, and space, and room, and life the way that God sees it, not just for you, but for your family, for the herds that are around you, right? That well wasn't just servicing Isaac. It served the herds, his community, his friendships. Come on, our church, there is a wide open space that I want to encourage you with this morning. But in, before we get there, we've got to understand this contextually, right? Because there's right. Th this is a, that's awesome. Yes, God has yeah, wide yeah, open yeah. space. Yeah, Sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, let's go God. Yeah, until real life sets in. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like, yeah, that's Isaac. Of course he had faith. A everything was good. No, let's, contextually, mm -hmm. right? In this situation. Okay, here's the situation. The parents oh, went no. away on a week's <laughs> vacation. Sorry. Uh, you know, that's, that's Fresh Prince from back, back in the day. <laughs> Here's the context, right? Isaac moved from famine to famine. He, 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 from, from famine to famine, then he got called out, remember, by living in the wrong lifestyle. He was, he was lying. Then he has this confrontation with authority to, to, to going to his supposed friends, then backstabbing him, to issues with supply and demand in his workplace, which, by the way, had to cause friction with his co-workers, to doing more work over and over again without any significant results, right? He'd had dug, dug another well and another well and another well to finally finding himself in this valley moment without what, with, without what he needed to survive or thrive at this time. Come on. That's a lot of trauma. Yes. All that trauma had to, that, 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 he, had, that he had gone through had to feel this cumulative Right? Uh, this compounded grief, this cumulative weariness, it had to bring this sense of fatigue inside of him where he had to have been feeling worn out. He had to, in the natural, come to a place after all of this where he just felt worn out. And I can, I, I think we all can relate. I, I think a lot of us have been there or maybe still are there where we've gone through all this time and, and we, feel, we, feel, we, we feel not just worn out, but we feel like we need a timeout, mm -hmm. right? I, I'm not just worn out, but I need a timeout from yeah. some of this stuff, yeah. right? Because I know God said he's leading me, but I need a timeout from some of this stuff. But I think the thing that inspires me, Dee, I think what inspires me is when, when I look at this, uh, this moment in Isaac's life is, is how he reacts, like mm -hmm. what he does and does not do. Because I think that's what should be speaking to us. Because, yes, it's one thing to be able to relate to Isaac on this side and go, yeah, man, I, I, I know what it's yeah. like to be worn yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, but how did he respond? Because I know we all want the blessing at the end, but it's the journey in the middle that actually is where most of us get tripped up. And, and the reality is I think many times, like Isaac, we find ourselves in these kind of valley situations. 
Maybe we've been on the mountaintop for a while in our, in our relationships or our marriage or in our job and, uh, uh, before economically. Right, right, yeah. But now. Mm-hmm. But now we're in this valley moment. And the last thing that we want to do is dig again. Yeah, because from I keep thinking about the journey from, from well two to three. Right. Well one to two, there's a lot of people that survive that. Correct. All right, fine. That you're gonna claim that one. Then I'm gonna build. I'm gonna dig it. Because remember last week we talked about some of the wells that are like 42 feet, feet deep, deep uh-huh. like th- without what we 20 have. 20 feet wide. Yes, it. correct. So it's like okay, from well one to two, like a lot of times we'll hang on. It's that space between two and three. Correct. Because he did not know that three was going to be the well. 100%. He could have been like, we're doing this again, and they're going to take this one again. Yeah, like, that's again, where we uh, most of absolutely. us just kind of The like, enemy's just going to come in again. We start making deals like, yeah. if you don't make this one work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to have an issue. But, and remember, he already redug all the other I wells, know, right? I so, I mean, this isn't like I'm one and two. Him, right. But so, in my spirit, let alone physically, let alone mentally, right. but just like the toll that it's the cumulative toll yes. on your being. Yep. As you're the leader too. Exactly, right? and I, I think I think he had to come to this place where he felt spent. Oh yeah. Where he felt spent, right after digging all of those wells and it not working out the way that he had planned. And I think it's easy in life sometimes for us to have spent so much tr- time trying to make those relationships in our life work. Right. Right. So much time trying to get our marriage in a in a in a, in a good place. So much time and energy given to work. Yeah. Right to to get to our, this promotion or so much time serving in that ministry at that church mm-hmm. that isn't no longer meeting and that so so much uh, so we've tried so hard to break free mm-hmm. from that addiction to that sin, yeah. right? And it just hasn't worked out as we've planned. It's so easy to feel spent mm-hmm. in these moments. So if you're there, I get it, because through it all, I've felt spent. Emotionally, during this time, I've felt spent. Spiritually, during this time, I've felt felt spent. Doing this building, I felt physically spent. There's just times I felt spent. You're not alone. Matter of fact, in the Bible, we see it even with God's people. When God's in the midst of them, when God's leading them uh, with pillars of fire and clouds in the middle of the wilderness. In Numbers 21, it says that God had to, had to, as they were navigating the wilderness, going to the promised land, that God had to keep taking them around certain areas mm-hmm. and across different treks and have to go mm-hmm. this way and that way. And listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says in verse 4 of Numbers 21 that the people got discouraged yeah. because of the way. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that they had to go. Right. Because of the way that life was going. Yeah. The way that God was leading them. The, the, like, you know, we could just go right that's there. That's exactly right. <laughs> like, like, I said, that's a comment. Yes. Like, do you understand there's go a right more there. direct route to this blessing? <laughs> Correct. To this yeah, it's, it's so like, easy. What don't you understand? You need my help. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, your GPS is broken. Let me help you out. Right? I don't know Google. Which, which way north is. <laughs> Upper down, left or right. <laughs> Take 95 south. I don't know what that way that is. <laughs> But I think, I think, church, that's, that's, that's so, I want you to know, if you felt discouraged or spent in the midst of this journey, I get it. And, and, and that's where many people are in the midst of this. And the, the issue is, it, it, the issue is, if we're not careful, when we're in a valley moment, that's when we feel the most vulnerable. Right? You feel safest and happiest on the mountaintops, mm-hmm. right? And you are the safest. Are. Mm-hmm. And when you're with God on the mountaintops, like, everything's great, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get in, this, in, the, in, the, in the valley and we feel exposed. 
And when we feel exposed, whether it's relationally, uh, emotionally, right, and any kind of spiritual, when we feel exposed, our natural tendency is actually to protect, mm -hmm. to circle the wagons, yeah. to, to gather in rather than to sow, to dig in rather than to dig down. Mm -hmm. And the trap in this season, the trap of this pandemic season, the trap of the, of the season we're in in our nation, in our world today, is that we are seeing this season as a protection season rather than as a pruning season. God sees it as a pruning season. We see it as a protection season. We're feeling exposed, and God's trying to expand who we actually are. See, it, it was in the valley that Isaac was, was finding out what he was meant to keep and what he was meant to let loose of. What he was meant to keep, which wells he was meant to keep, right. and what wells he was meant to let loose of. The problem is, the challenge is, the trap is for us, that because we see it as a protection season, mm -hmm. we don't let loose of the yeah. things we should let loose of because we are afraid of losing the things we've got because we've lost so much already. And we're saying, but what I have, I, I, I don't want to lose again. So we end up not loosing from us what we're supposed to lose. Jesus says in Matthew 18, 18, whatever you bind on earth to you will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'm going to add my agreement to in heaven, and it's going to be loosed from your life. See, what Isaac needed to learn, and we do too, is that not every well dug is meant to be kept. Let me say that again. <laughs> not every well you dug in this pandemic season is meant to be kept. Matter of fact, he, he, he says the first well he digs is Essek. Yes. He names it Essek because there's contention and strife. There's discord mm -hmm. and disunity. The second well he dug was sit, called Sitna, which actually means hostile accusations. All, the, all those accusations that are coming from the outside against your stance, what you've said, what you didn't say, what you tweeted, what you didn't tweet, how you, did you wear the mask, not wear the mask, all these things, and it becomes a war of words. Here's the problem. The things that are causing strife and contention in our life that are meant to be loosed, we're still trying to play peacekeeper with. The hostile accusations we're still trying to refute, we're still trying to explain away, or maybe even we're giving too much room to speak into our life. We still are clinging on. We haven't loosed those things, let loose of the wells. Isaac recognized discord, disconnect, that's not for me. It's not for me to play peacekeeper. I'm going to be a peacemaker. What do I have to do? I'm walking away from that well. Come on. When, when those hostile accusations come, I'm not going to get in a war of words. I'm not going to let those things actually begin to refine me or define me or limit me. I'm actually going to walk away. I'm going to loose those things from my life. Why? Because God has something to bind to my life that actually makes the third well worth it. I think the truth is we need to give uh, the, the, the truth is that we give those things a more lasting and louder voice mm -hmm. than they deserve. And to make the, 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 and you said this this week was so powerful, to make the task more daunting in the season, we've got to recognize that valleys have echoes. Mm -hmm. And those echoes echo to our soul. They speak mm -hmm. things over and over again. There's echoes in these valleys. There's yeah. echoes of grief. Yeah. There's echoes of loss. There's echoes of pain. There's echoes of our past. There are things that we proclaim over ourselves that come back to us voice right. 
after voice. It's like yelling hello down into a dark cavern. It comes back, hello, hello, hello. And we have spoken things back over ourselves time and time again. We speak in loss, 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 shame, 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 fear, 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 disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. Uh, just what I was something I was saying to Kay this week is that um, the that echo chamber of the valley is that you know loss mm. and grief are two separate yeah. traumas, right? You you lose something in your life, whether it's your job, whether it's a um, a finance a connection in your life. Yep. Well, there's a million things, but you ha- you suffer a loss, but then you have. A grief, you have grief over it. Correct. But in that valley, when 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 that loss comes to you, you you're saying loss, loss, and it's still echoing while you're now trying to grieve. Yes. So that's what it's compounded in the valley because you're not even over the first thing. Correct. That's causing the response of the grief. Absolutely. And they're cohabitating, and you were talking about the wells, and you know there's like a. I think it's like a Disney song, which which is which. which <laughs> it's like, a, it's like from, yeah, from yeah. the Halloween thing, but it's like which well is which well. Mm. Sometimes that echo chamber in there is like, wh- is this the well that was meant to? Because you said you know you spent a lot of time the, digging a well that wasn't meant for you, but your whole purpose in your mind to dig the well yes. was to benefit from that well. Correct. To utilize that well Correct. for the people that you're taking care of, right? Yes. The herds That's and the right. people. That's right, exactly. So you're, you can get caught up. In, this is something that you always talk to me about. Is like, which well is which well? Yeah, true. Um, yep. Instead of just, what were you, were you guided to dig the well? Yes, correct. Were you guided to, to dig out the well? And were you guided to move on from that well correct. to another well? Because again, Isaac didn't know while this was going on that the third well was going to be the charm. Correct. Like he could have been like, "I get this could be my forever," because that's what you start feeling you, you again start, in the echo, right. chamber, exactly. the, in the echo chamber. The echo keeps exactly. starting to tell you yep. that this is yep. going to continue to echo. Yeah, yeah, and look, your 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 spent soul at that point in time, it's just it's so worn out that it begins to believe the echo is actually the truth. Even if your voice has stopped saying it. Correct. The, the, the atmosphere still carries it. Still carries echo. it. And that's why, by the way, that's why worship is so important because worship changes atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's why prayer is so important because prayer exchanges burdens. It's, it's, it, it's why the word is so important because the word brings light into, the, in, in, into, into my darkness. Those things change environments, church, uh, disciples, it changes the environment around us so that we can see it. You and I were talking this week about how David in Psalm 23, verse 4, this famous Psalm, right? Where he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. um, You know, can I just say something? That valley didn't cause death. It wasn't like if the moment that shadow hit you, you would die. That's, that's, That's not what happened. That valley got named that because so many people got robbed. So many people got abused. So many people got hurt there that people started to call that valley the valley of death. And they gave a name to the valley, and that name produced fear inside of their soul. It changed the way that they saw something. So when we give names to something in our valleys, even if it's not real, it then begins to uh, influence and intimidate in, uh, the, uh, the way our soul sees the opportunities that are in front of us. And I think at times we give names to our valleys 
and then they have power over us. But, but I love what Isaac did in this valley. He's in this valley. He's already dug two. They've already been taken back. He redug the other ones. There was all sorts of issues. But he comes to this third well, and he digs again, and he looks at this valley, and he says, this valley is a wide open space. This is a wide open space of my inheritance. This is a wide open space for my breakthrough. This is a wide open space where I'm going to be fruitful. This is a wide open space where I'm going to get to, where, where, where I'm going to give God room to show up. I'm going to give God a wide open space because I know who he is. I'm going to give God a wide open space because there are things about him I don't know yet, even in this journey. I'm not going to call it what happened to me here. I'm going to call it what God says about himself. He declared and he began to walk in faith that this was Rehoboth. This was a wide open space for what God wants to do. And in that valley, the Bible says, there was running water. There was running water. I want to prophesy today over people today that there is running water in this valley for you. Even if your wells have been filled up over and over and over again, there is running water of the Holy Spirit that is available for you today. There is a third well that God has running water in. There's a refreshment that can come from this well, from that cumulative weariness, that compounded grief that you've been carrying. There's a refreshment because in his presence there is fullness of joy. My God comes near the brokenhearted. My God takes people who are isolated and orphans and brings them into families. There is physical healing. I believe that the first two wells didn't provide that this well can provide. There's a fresh breath to an old God dream that you thought was dried up. There's a depth created in you for the sheep that have wandered away to come home again because God is going to be refreshing you with grace and refreshing you with mercy and refreshing you with faith and refreshing you with hope once again to believe for the sheep that have wandered off those people that have walked away to actually come back home again and be filled there's a quenching to the need in your soul that that addiction could not and has not filled that the third well will fill there are new relationships that will refresh you and speak life into you through this third well moment through this time where you're willing to dig again into the things of God, dig again into the house of God, dig again into the spirit of God, not to feel spent and exhausted and sit back. Come on, to dig again. There's fresh running water. This week, I was talking to one of the guys, you and I were talking about this, I was talking to one of the guys about a new God opportunity that they that, that I, I, I felt like God had for them. And out of that, I was thought I was refreshing him, right? And he starts speaking back to me. And I was like crying. I'm yes. like, my, I, I, yeah. my, there was breath and life. Yeah. There was a spark. He fanned into yeah. flame some things yeah. inside of me. Come on, church. It, but, but, but I had to dig. I, I had to be willing to go there. I had to be willing to build the relationship. I had to be willing to take the risk and ask somebody new. Yup. People can walk away. People can leave you. People can cause dissension. People can cause strife. There can be accusations. But in you, you've got to actually be willing to walk in faith because there's a third well that, the, that, that can do what the first two wells could not do in your life. I remember, we got to remember that this well existed as part of the inheritance of the father. Isaac named this well. Stay with me. The father didn't name this well. Isaac named this well. Isaac named this well because it came from who he knew God was. Who he had proclaimed 
God to be, who God had proclaimed himself to be to Isaac. This came out of this relationship that Isaac had with God that enabled him to call this a wide open space, enabled him to say, now that I'm going to be fruitful, now there's going to be increase because I know who God is. I wonder what will be coming out of our mouths. I wonder what we're going to be naming our life. I wonder what we're going to be, na- if, uh, what we're going to be naming our future that's coming out of our relationship with God right now. What is it? See, here's the reality. The reality is, since the enemy can't stop us from having an inheritance, he, he wants to shrink it to be as small and as manageable as possible. Indeed, this is, this is where we're going to just talk for a few more moments about this, but you and I have talked about this because this is what the pandemic has done. We, 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 we're, we're at the space now where we've, we've finally gotten through it. We feel like I've gotten through it, right? I've finally gotten through and we, we, we've gotten our one well. And we're going to hold on to that one well with everything we've got. This is my surviving friend group. This is my lifestyle now. This, 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 is, this is the one hope I've got left. This is the one dream maybe that's left. This, maybe right. the, I'm going to hold on to this as well because I've, I've, I got through it. I got, my, I got my one well. And Isaac names the well Rehoboth. Wide open space. Because that's how he saw the inheritance that God had laid in front of him. He was proclaiming, my friends, that there was more of God to see. More of God to experience. Things yet he did not know. Yet that have not come to him. To him from his relationship with God. And the danger in this coming through this pandemic and finally getting back to a sense of normalcy back into our life is that we're going to default to that one well and to see it as our final refuge, our Alamo. Yeah, because the, the concept of the well, the name of the well is indicative of what God is showing him it will supply so the well wasn't just like named for this is the answer to prayer it's a well that can sustain wide open space correct it's a well that can sustain whatever life whatever new whatever blessing that's right whatever uh, provision is put on that land the well is God, he knew that well, the God could sustain that. Yes, correct. Through the correct, well. correct. Um, in my mind, you know, it's like okay, would, wouldn't even needed a lot of wells. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Exactly. But God is what God gives. Is enough. God gives will sustain yes, what God has. Correct. And one well did not dictate one herd. Yes, correct. Like in our mind, sometimes that well is going to dictate what all of the future looks like, and He's just saying like. If it's coming from him, yep. that source is going to be enough. And don't try to relate the size of the well to the size of himself yeah, on good. that land. Because really that good. land can, can be sustained so it can contain more. I think, correct. You know, yeah, correct. I, I, um, I think that in, in the, the greatest lesson, not we didn't have any of this plan, but in, in the, the greatest lesson that I um, have taken away with, and when I say that, it's not like, Lesson learned, check, yeah, right. but it's the, it's the greatest lesson that I feel like God is continuing to teach me, but really drilling down on is 
is um, is the prayer. It's one word prayer, and it's just okay. Mm. Wow. It's the greatest yeah. prayer that I could ever yep. live the rest of my yes. life. Yes. Trying to pray yep. in earnest. Yep. So like, well number one. Yeah. Nope, it's not yours. Okay. Okay. Like sometimes we we lose time, church, spouting God's name over something that doesn't have God's name on it. Mine, mine, yes, mine, yes, mine, yes, mine. Yes. God said this is mine. God said this is mine. God said this is mine. And it, when it was, we just we should be working towards our prayer to be one word. Okay. Really good, Dean. So that it then moves us to yeah. well number two. And if he says no, yeah, we have to. We're right back at, okay. okay. And just because yeah. you learned to pray that once doesn't mean that that yep. continues to be the prayer over your life. But just one prayer of okay would have made Rehoboth, yes. the, the understanding of that, possible. Yes. Because now you've understood that he can pro, he can provide yes. more than enough for wide open spaces. spaces. But if you were dead set on this, well, number one is mine. Yes, correct. You don't really know what that well can and, sustain and what, what what more could i have had if yes. well number one and two and this right. no this is more than enough i think too babe what you just said is so so true because as we go through this compounded grief and cumulative weariness as we go through this the this pain and we we, we don't want and we we don't want to go back through the contention and strife right yeah. of last season we start to create a safe place a mm-hmm. safe space rather than a wide open space Absolutely. And we say, oh, no, this is my safe space. And yeah. we're looking right now for safe spaces rather than actually wide open places with God. Mm-hmm. And Jake and I were just talking about this this week, the, the difference between becoming focused and becoming small. Um, and the pandemic, I think, that's has so, helped people, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? No, yeah, it, it's, so, it's, it's, to, it's totally, I know. it sounds the same. It's just different, right? Because the pandemic has really helped people, helped us, I, myself included, to readdress some of the priorities in our life that were out of whack. Because we as Americans have out of whack priorities, right? And I think the pandemic has actually helped that to, to, to really kind of look at that. And that's the good thing. But we also can, confu- can become confused mm-hmm. a- into becoming small. We, 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 we oh no, I, I got my, and it, what we've created is safe space rather than a, a plan for a wide open space. Smallness comes out of fear of losing what we made it through with. That's very true. Priorities come out of faith of being who we would never have been before without this well. There are things we've ne- we would not, I'm setting my priorities now off of what I would never have been mm-hmm. out of faith, out of what I would never have been before if I hadn't gone through everything and actually decided to dig down into this well. That's why I love what Paul says in, in, in 2 Corinthians 6, 11 in the in the message version. It says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live them openly and expansively. When it comes to church in this reentry period, we're not getting smaller. We're focusing our energies to help get in line with what we believe God is saying in his word that we should do. Because in some ways, we had gotten out of whack. 
with some of the things. We, 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 we had over-prioritized certain things and under-prioritized others. And in this season, it's helped us to refocus and understand what is God's priorities to make disciples, to be a disciple, all of yes. us, to be a disciple, right? To, to, to act justly, to bring justice into our world, love mercy compassionately to people, to walk humbly in this ongoing relationship with God, to actually make the love of God known both to God and to other people in our communities and in our world. Like that needs to be focused and prioritized yes. in our life. And it requires a shift in priorities that come out of faith of who we would not have been unless this shift yeah. had occur occurred. Like, 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 here's the deal. We're not asking people to serve less because we believe disciples shouldn't serve. We do. We believe disciples should serve. But we're trying to give room for you to grow in community so that your service can grow out of that community to see what God is doing in your community. It, it's giving room to becoming a disciple. But it will require all of us to dig down, to get our hands dirty, decide to actually be a disciple. That being a disciple is far better. That being a disciple is different and far better than simply being a believer or an attender. It requires that shift. I love this Hebrew word for he dug another well. He dug. That Hebrew word means to actively seek through digging. To actively seek through digging. It wasn't random. It was purposed. He believed there was fresh water there and he was going to dig until he got it. I was telling Dee yesterday that uh, when I was growing up, uh, my dog and I, my, I had a similar hobby. We had a similar hobby. We liked to dig holes in the backyard. Um, now, now, you know, now, the second time that you said it, it still, still wasn't any less surprising. No, I, that's what I was trying to say. Me and my dog. I love it. I love it. She was so pretty. But we had the same hobby. Like, we love to dig holes in the backyard. But she did it for no reason. It was just who she was. It's what made her a dog. But I did it because I loved archaeology. Mm -hmm. And I was literally trying to find stuff mm -hmm. in my backyard, which, by the way, I did a lot. I found a lot of stuff, which is Part of the reason why I love history and archaeology today, right? We, but here's what I'm trying to say. We were doing the same action, but from different places. We were doing the same action, but from different places. That's the challenge of the third well. Man, we, we need to be in, in this season, we need to get into the word. Same action, but from a different place. We, 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 need, we need to build relationships with people. Same action, different place. We, we, need, to, we need to come to church same action, different place. We need to build our marriage, same action, different place. We need to raise our kids, same action, different place. We need to seek justice, same action, different place. We need to love our community, same action, different place. We need to invite people to church, same action, different place. We need to actually uh, 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 um, come to God, pray, fast, same actions, different place. It's got to come from this different place inside of us, this third well moment that says, I'm going to not... I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to dig deeper out of purposely seeking to know him, to know his holiness, to know all that I can on this side of the veil of who he is and who he created me to be and how I can worship him with everything I've got and not to hold anything back and not to create a safe space for me to become small, but actually to create a discipled life that opens up my life to a wide open space with God and God's people and God's purpose 
purpose for my life. I love what Jesus says in Matthew 13, 44, and we're closing. But listen to this. He says this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then with joy went out, sold everything he had to buy the field. There was some treasure. There's a treasure in knowing God. There's a treasure in being a disciple and becoming disciples. There's a treasure in, uh, in, in reading his word from a different place. There's a treasure in seeing church not as an attender, but as, as someone who's coming together to be discipled and to be a disciple of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There is a treasure that's worth selling everything we've got for and coming after. See, my friends, there's a third well available. Third well, third is the not three is the number of uh, of perfect completion come on that's that's what we see here in this moment the first well was adam he brought strife and contention into the world the second well was jesus he dealt with the hostile accusations that sin and shame and guilt and judgment and the law brought against us so that we could become so that we could come to this third well as new men and women filled with the living water of the holy spirit so we can live out with faith for a wide open spacious life with Jesus to believe for breakthroughs and miracles so we can be repairers of the wall, restorers of the wall, rebuilders of the wall so that we can make a difference in our world as Isaiah 54 2 says, come on, he said enlarge your tent, stretch wide your tent pegs, connect church. It's not time for safe space. It's time for wide open spaces. It's not time to, uh, to, to, to just uh, to, to just shut it down. It's time to dig down deep with God. I'm just going to ask Jake to come and sing over us as we get ready to close in just a few moments, but to open our eyes and our hearts up for the miracles, for the breakthroughs that are yet to come. Let's drink from the third well. Let's proclaim before we get the first cup of water from it that it's a wide open, spacious, breakthrough, miraculous God that we serve. And I'm not going to shut down. I'm going to dig down into who he is for his glory is yet to come come on jake you just come and sing over us sing and believe church with us in this moment and i believe you'll lead me through it i believe you'll get me to it i believe that you will do it right now Something has to break. I believe you'll lead me through it. I believe you'll get me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break. I believe you'll lead me through it. I believe you'll get me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. I feel it in this room, Holy Spirit move, cause when you have your way, something has to break, tear down every lie, set the wrong thing right, cause when you have your way, something has to Something has to break, right now in your name, something has to break.
Holy Spirit, come. Do what only you can do. My friend, if you're here today, you can just want to open up that third well of your life to Jesus. Find that living water. Get that forgiveness. Open up a new relationship with God, not just simply out of belief, but asking Him to be Lord and Savior of your life. The Bible says the door is open. He is knocking at the door of your heart. If you'll just simply open the door, He'll come in and die with you now and forever. Just call out on His name right now. If that's where you are with, with, with your walk with God, Maybe today you're just saying, this is it. This is what I want. I want all that God has for me. I want to know God as deeply as I can on this side of the veil. I want to know you, God. Can you just pray this prayer with me? Just say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I'm calling out to you. I want to know all of you. Forgive me of all my sin. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your spirit. I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Now and forever. And I will never look back. I choose to give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Come on. that is the first time that you made that decision, that you want to understand what it means, uh, to be a disciple now in mm. everyday language. We have a free book we'd love to send your way if you send us your name and your mailing address. Uh, we have one book that's for if you're an adult. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. And if you happen to have a Gen Zer in your life, Letters to a Gen Zer explains mm. um, a walk with Jesus in very understandable language. Beautiful. Hey, guys, just uh, before we go, we want to ask you to, to part, continue to partner with us in your giving. Your offerings to God as part of your act of worship. The Bible simply says to love the Lord your God with all. With all. Uh, that means all. Everything that we've got. Part of that is our resource. That's where, how we get to show our love to God, but also how we get to show God's love to people in a real way. And you can do that today by, by, by checking out the Linktree app going on right now onto your, your phones, uh, onto your computers, whatever it is, and actually being a part of giving. Church, we're asking you to continue to give um, as we get back into in-person service so that we can continue to do what we're doing online and what we're going to do in person. Yeah. And we can't do it without you. This is all part of digging that deeper well. The deeper that we get, the more resources that we have, the more resources we can get, have to give away, the more love that we get to give into our community. Jake, why don't you come in here and just have a seat? Um, just from like as if let's have a family moment mm. too. Um, you know, it's been a long <laughs> year and two months and forty-five seconds or whatever it's been. Um, and even though it's all had so many challenges and so many struggles and all the rest of it, um, I'm thankful that God uh, was faithful. Amen. Sometimes you can just assume because He is faithful that He will be faithful. You don't have to be grateful for it. But um, our whole family is grateful for you still showing up yes. and um, we're thankful that we knew that there was always people on the other side of that lens who loved us back yeah. so from my family yeah, um, love you. to you guys thank you for being letting this room be your physical house um, with Jesus thank you for realizing that we can continue to become deeper disciples no matter where we've had to be this last yes. year. Yep. And we look forward to being able to see your faces in real life 
beginning next week, guys. So don't forget, 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 a.m., so you can actually take in everything that God has prepared for you yep. uh, while you've been away, and we will see you. Can I just give you a, I want to give a shout-out to Danielle. First of all, my wife has been brilliant this entire time. Thank you for opening up your home, this this place that means so much to you, your, your safe zone, your, <laughs> your comfort level. But, church, can I tell you, what she has brought to this new building is makes it turns it from a house into a home. Every person who's walked in said, "Man, I just feel at home," and it's you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, Jake. Yeah, Jake has. Ah! <laughs> that's so our family. That is so totally our family. Thank you for keeping it together. We love you guys. We love you guys. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> love you. <laughs>